Welcome to Studio Berlin, a new weekly current affairs show here on KCRW Berlin. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the events shaping our lives here in Germany's capital. You'll hear from me, Sumi Somaskanda, and the other hosts of Studio Berlin as we tackle the issues moving this city, Germany, Europe, and you. This week, we're talking about our Earth, what our governments are doing or not doing to protect it, and why students around the world, including here in Berlin, are putting down their books and taking to the streets every Friday. Here with us today is Franziska Wessel. She's a 15-year-old activist from Fridays for Future in Berlin. Hi. And Jennifer Collins, a reporter and writer who's been covering climate and environment for years for DW, Deutsche Welle, and other publications. Hello. Welcome to you both. Okay, before we get started, let's listen to some words from the founder of the Fridays for Future movement, Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. I want you to act as if you would in a crisis. I want you to act as if the house was on fire. Because it is. All right, that was from Thunberg's speech to the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Poland last December when she first gained international attention for her climate strikes. From there, the movement spread to cities around Germany and elsewhere, including right here in Berlin. And Franziska, you are part of this movement. So tell us, what is it about and how did you get involved? Yeah, exactly. I'm part of it here in Berlin. So normally on Friday, we strike at the Invalidenpark in front of our ministeriums. And so um, I was there on my first strike, I think, in the middle of January. And then I went there and it was like, oh, my gosh, we, we just strike here for our future. And why does our government not take action? And so I went on and now I'm striking every Friday. So why was this important to you? Um, yeah, I think why I just go to, go not on school every Friday is that I want to have a future, and I think that's a really a really it's not a hard question to be there every Friday, but I just want that uh, that our generation and the following generations just have a possibility to live on this earth. So you have to do something now. You're saying yeah, you're striking every Friday. Give us an idea. What do your Fridays look like now? <laughs> Normally on Friday, I just go to school, my first two um, lessons, and then I just jump off on my bike and go ahead to, to the climate strike. And afterwards, we just normally we have just organizing things. And yeah. Okay, so that is actually an important step. You're skipping school every Friday. Yeah. What consequences does that have for you? <laughs> I think many teachers are not that pleasured about that I that I'm not in school every Friday, but most of them are just it's a really good thing thing that you're doing there, and I I don't know I think it's like some teachers are like yeah you fight for the future it's a really good thing thing and some others are a bit frightened. And we should say your family is also trying to live CO2 neutral right now. What does that mean? What does that look like? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's it's not so difficult. I think the first step you have to you have to make yourself clear what it's about. You have to just stay in touch with. If we don't act now, we will just won't have an Earth in like 50 years. So yeah, then you have to to look. And yeah, of course, it's not flying. It's not eating meat. But I think it's okay. Okay, so no flying, no eating meat and taking part in Fridays for Future. So, Jen, let's come to you now because you've been watching this movement yeah. as well. Give us an idea of the scale of this movement and what it's meant to, to Germany and really Europe and the world. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the numbers are pretty big. I think in Germany alone, since they started in the last few months, there have been 300,000 young people on the streets. Um, in Berlin, every, you know, on Fridays, you know, I've seen a lot of people like walking around with their signs, people with their kids. People are really, really involved. Um, and there's been huge media attention on it. And I actually think initially when it started, it took a lot of people by surprise. Um, there was a bit of consternation there with politicians. Angela Merkel made some strange comments initially about where are these protests coming from and what's influencing it. But I think the scale of it and, and the level of urgency that these young people feel, because what Francisca said is what they feel is an existential crisis. Um, you know, it's really, really gotten people's attention. Um, so, yeah, it's um, and it's like spread across Europe. It's, you know, in UK, Ireland, everywhere. So. So after that initial shock of realizing, hey, this is really a movement, has it resonated positively with Germans? Um, I think generally there has been quite a positive reaction. Um, now, having made some odd comments at the start, Merkel has said, you know, she's gotten really behind it and said, you know, this is a good thing that they're putting pressure on us. Um, I think a lot of parents are very supportive of this. Um, but of course, you know, there are, you know, detractors who are talking about, you know, is it really good for these children to be taking time off school? And what does that mean for their studies and this kind of thing? I have to ask you that, Francisca. That's an accusation that we hear from some people. This is just an excuse to skip school. It's not <laughs> good for these kids. What do you think? I think it's a, it's a really lame, um, lame question to say that because um, I think when I want to skip school, I won't be there every Friday and strike. And January was really cool here in Berlin. So I think minus, minus 10 degrees. And then I won't be there when I just want to skip school. It's like, why should I be there? Yeah, this is a full-time job in a way <laughs> yeah. as well for you. Jen, the criticism is that these students are too young and don't understand the complexity of political and economic systems. But despite that criticism, a lot of people are voting here in Germany and in other parts of Europe for the Greens, the Environmental Party. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's been a huge surge in support for the Greens. I mean, the EU elections, I think that was their best showing on a, on a, on a national level Ever. I mean, they've done well in, in federal states and that kind of thing. So there's a huge green wave at the moment. This is what people are referring to, the green yeah. wave, right in the green wave. Um, so, you know, there's and, and that's not just been in Germany. That's been across Europe. Um, we've seen it uh, in Ireland, where I'm from. Uh, there was very little support for the Green Party. Now they've gained seats in, in local councils and on the European level, too. So it's something that's really resonating at the moment, I think, with people. Okay, so there's a green wave, some people say, and this Fridays for Future movement is really picking up steam. Francisca, what is it exactly that you guys are demanding? What do you want to see happen? Um, we want to see happen action. We want just action and we want to say we want have to have a future. And it's like it's an easy question to have a future. And so we have to stick on the Paris Agreement. And in the Paris Agreement, there was written down that we have to stick at the 1.5 degree goal. And if we don't stick there, I don't know what will happen on the earth. So I don't think that it's uh, that's demand was just far away. It's like here in front to have a future. KCRW Berlin spoke with people at a recent Fridays for Future demonstration here in Berlin. Let's hear from some of the participants. Right now, we live off of the future generations. And I think we need a world where every generation pays for what they actually cause us. I think the most important issue just now is that uh, for our government and for all the governments around the world, that we acknowledge that we are in a crisis, we are in a permanent crisis. 
And I think we haven't really yet acknowledged uh, what big endeavor it, it, it is. The sooner we acknowledge this, the sooner we can get working on it. I'm actually afraid of people who are born after 2000. I don't know what their world is going to look like. And the politicians don't represent us at all. I mean, they're still going to live and die in a world that's very comfortable for them. But what about the other generations? So now we have a situation we never had before. Something has to radically change. Okay, so Jen, we heard there that something has to radically change. And we also heard Franziska say that the Fridays for Future movement wants to see the German government, governments around Europe, hold to the Paris Agreement, to international agreements. Are their demands actually implementable? Are they possible? They are technically possible. They are implementable. The question is whether there's the political will to do that, whether there is, they're going to invest enough money to do that. Um and whether they can get, uh, you know, enough people on board. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can be done. I mean, one of the things I think that the Fridays for Future Movements um, has talked about is, you know, getting out of coal by 2030 um, and sh- shutting down a quarter of coal plants uh, by 2019. I mean, that doesn't look like it's going to happen now. It could. I mean, it's, it, it's technically possible, but um, the Coal Commission just agreed the other day that they would end coal by the latest 2038. I suppose that's better than nothing. Some environmentalists were uh, not very happy with that. Greenpeace wanted 2030. Um, so we are moving in the right direction, but it depends on how quickly we're going to do it. You are listening to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. We'll be back after a short break to talk about what is happening with our planet right now. Next time on Studio 360. Okay, now let's have a roll of the drums, please, for the biggest bomb of 1987 or of almost any recent year. A notorious cinematic turkey. You didn't think, did you, that we had forgotten Ishtar? The movie was hexed, and I don't think anyone could watch it with an open mind. Taking a second look at Elaine May's Ishtar. That's next time on Studio 360. Studio 360, Sunday nights at 6 on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM, KCRW Berlin. I'm here with journalist Jen Collins and Franziska Wessel from the Fridays for Future movement. So, Jen, you know, there are a lot of climate naysayers out there, but overwhelmingly science says that climate change is man-made. What are we talking about right now? You know, how bad do things look for the planet? I mean, we're already at one degree warming above pre-industrial levels. So climate change is happening now. This isn't something that's happening in 50 years, 50 years time. We've seen extreme weather. Yeah, we've had record hot years in the last few years. We've had seven consecutive years of uh, CO2 rises. So it's, al- it's already happening. And the um, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, um, it released a 1.5 degree report last year ahead of the United Nations Climate Conference. And it talked about, you know, the 1.5 degree scenario. That's the scenario that we, that's the better end of of the Paris Climate Agreement Um, and how that would be a a lot better. That like half a degree between 1.5 and 2 degrees makes a huge difference in terms of agriculture, um, you know, access to fresh water, all of these kinds of things. um, Destroying all the coral reefs would be gone if we get to 2 degrees um, and, you know, we're talking really extreme weather um, regions, um, if we go beyond two degrees, becoming uninhabitable because it's so hot and because there is no access to food or water. So, I mean, these are really, really urgent matters. So it's not just alarmism. 
Uh, you know, taking a look at all of those things that you just described, how quickly does action really need to happen? I mean, the IPCC report says in the next 12 years, we have to take action otherwise, uh, and really radical action. Um, otherwise, we, we won't meet those targets. And uh, we're talking about then what many refer to as catastrophic climate change that's irreversible. So, I mean, I understand when, you know, we heard that clip earlier where, you know, one of the commentators said, um, you know, what what kind of planet are we going to live in? What kind of planet are children going to live in? I'm sure, uh, you know, for Francisca, this is why it's like such a such an urgent matter, because, you know, I'm going to be quite old by then. And many of us are. But yeah. Francisca, is that true? You know, what do you think about what your future looks like on this planet? It's like, I really didn't know in the IPCC there's written down that if we won't take climate action, um, normally now when we just go on, we, we will have, I think, three or four degrees um, warming. And with those degrees warming, I won't know what, what will happen on the world. There's not written down what will happen. So it's like in this existential crisis, we are not even sure what about the world, what about the world in if we stick at the Paris Agreement also. What aspect of climate change worries you the most, especially for your own future? I think the thing that worries me the most is like a warming. I think now it's not normal that in June, on the beginning of June, we also we already have like 30 degrees outside here in Berlin. That's that's not normal. And I think when this will just go on in the next 100 years, I, I think that's an existential crisis. Well, hot days in the summer don't necessarily equal climate change, but scientists around the world, they do point to data that say we are on a warming trend. Jen, that's something that Francisca was touching upon. A lot of people have this concept of climate change that it affects, you know, small coastal communities in the developing world. But we're really starting to see it affect us here in the developed world as well. Absolutely. Um, in Germany, we've had uh, a really long drought. I mean, there's been very little rain over the past year, year and a half. Um, groundwater levels are quite low. I mean, Berlin isn't going to run out of water tomorrow or anything, but it puts a lot of pressure on the system. There's been problems with agriculture. Um, you know, harvests aren't doing so well. And of course, a, a wealthy com- country like Germany can kind of sustain those um, hits for a while. But there will be an impact at some point when, you know, food prices start to, to go up and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, he and it's not just, you know, oh, we have a few hot days and that's great. And it's the summer. It's it's an increase in extreme weather events that are also uh, public health issues. I mean, if you have two hot days, you know, you have people dying from heat exhaustion, uh, flooding, um, also an issue. So, yeah, you have all of these things that are that are happening right now. So it's not a pretty picture for the planet, Francisca. I mean, yeah, I think that it's not it's even not fair that we're here in Germany. We just sit down here and we drive with our big cars and I don't know. And we just we're just making uh, the warming in the world. And I think it's not really fair that we in Germany, we just have a few warm days right now. But in like in the other side of the world, they're already having problems because climate issues happening like now. We have to talk about solidarity with everyone is what you're saying. I mean, there's already been, there have been big, uh, huge number of deaths, I think, in Pakistan and India just recently with heat waves. You know, it's, you know, pushing uh, climate, you know, climate migration is a big issue um, in a lot of developing world countries. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're not really feeling the effects right now, but we we are emitting, Europeans are emitting a lot of carbon, a lot of CO2 and greenhouse gases, but the other people right now are feeling the worst effects of that. And they're, Mm. they're actually contributing very little to greenhouse gas emissions themselves. 
This is Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. We'll be back after a short break and talk about what Germany and the world is doing about it. And most speeches that I did for him were for audiences of complete strangers. I would never see them again. This was an audience of everyone who mattered to my career, all the executives in the company, all of the communications department. Picture your worst personal walk of shame. This is like a professional walk of shame. Join us next time for the Moth Radio Hour. True stories told live from the public radio exchange, prx.org. Tune into the Moth, Saturdays at 5 p.m. on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Studio Berlin on KCRW Berlin. I'm Sumi Somaskanda, and we're talking about climate change, the popular Fridays for Future movement, and climate politics with Jennifer Collins, who's a journalist and writer, and Franziska Wessel, who joined the Fridays for Future movement. Der Klimawandel bedroht die natürlichen Lebensgrundlagen. Climate change poses a threat to our planet's natural resources. Ich werde mich deshalb mit ganzer Kraft dafür einsetzen, dass Deutschland, mein Land, im Jahr 2050 das Ziel der Klimaneutralität erreichen wird. I will therefore do everything in my power to ensure that Germany, my country, will achieve climate neutrality by 2050. That was Angela Merkel speaking at Harvard University on May 30th, and she got a lot of applause for that statement. So, Jen, some years ago, Angela Merkel was known as the climate chancellor. Where did that come from? Well, I would say that really came from her the stance that she took on, on the international stage in terms of pushing um, for uh, binding emissions targets. Um, when she first became chancellor um, in 2005, I believe it was, um, she, uh, you know, at the G8, she pushed for, for nations to agree to those binding targets to accept the IPCC science on two degrees. Um, and the media, in the media, in German media, she became known as the climate chancellor. Now, whether all of what that's really been reflected in her policies at home is another question. You know, on the international stage, Germany is seen as a, as a role model. But at home, um, you know, uh, there are questions by some as, as to whether that she's really fulfilled that. Yeah, what are those questions? You know, what has happened to the country reaching its original goals to reach some of these targets by 2020? Well, you know, we had the, you know, the, the energy transition, which is, you know, the, the move away from from nuclear power and from uh, coal fire power plants. That's really stagnated in the last few years. That's one of the reasons why we've seen emissions grow go, go up. Um, a lot of the climate policies that her cabinet agreed to, that her government agreed to, haven't been implemented. Um, transportation is a huge issue. Um, that hasn't been decarbonized. I believe uh, emissions have gone up 20% since 1995 in, in the transport sector. Um, the fact that coal is still burning. All of these things have been an economic upswing. Now, Germany also had a bit of a boost in the 90s when heavy polluting industry in, in former East Germany collapsed. And that's why, you know, there was a, a, we're at a 32% emissions reduction now. That's why, you know, uh, Germany, you know, had a bit of a head start in that. But in the last few years, it's, it's really, really stagnated and they're spectacularly missing their, their 40% target. Why is that? Are they simply too busy with other issues? I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, there's been a big f focus on the uh, migration into Germany at the so-called refugee crisis. Um, there's a real feeling that they've taken their eye off the ball. And as I said, they, they haven't been implementing their own policies. And there was a general general slowdown of, re of, of building renewables. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons going on there. Francisca, what do you think of this current chancellor and her government and how they have uh, 
taken on climate policy? I I really think that they're not doing enough because when when she's saying that we will have that we will be carbon neutral at 2050, sorry, but 2050 is really really too late. We have to be carbon neutral at 20 at 2035. Um, this is just this just physics. So you you can just talk with the physics. You can discuss with physics because it's like it's safe. And if we want to reach the Paris Agreement at 1.5 degree goal, and if we want to 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 have a future here in Germany, we have to be carbon neutral 2035. So I don't think that's a great thing when she's saying 2050. I I really don't understand. Okay, so they're not being ambitious enough. No, do you no, trust? Really don't. <laughs> do you trust her, the chancellor, and any politicians here in Germany to deliver what you're asking for? Uh, I I don't know really. I'm now. It's like now. I'm not. I'm not sure about it. I think they always told me that that climate action will just happen and they have everything under control. But I don't trust them anymore. They're just saying it since I don't know twenty years now, and nothing really happened. And so I'm a bit lost. Nothing's really happened, Jen. That's something that you were saying, that it's really slowed down, this momentum. And climate change has also become a pretty political issue here as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the 2050 year is also a bit of a, a political compromise. It's like the furthest that we can stretch it. Um, maybe it's not entirely backed up by the science, but it's like a political compromise. And here, here in Germany as well, there's been a lot of pushback from the energy utilities, from uh, coal mining regions. People talk about jobs a lot. And there's been a bit of... Um, you know, uh, a right wing shift, you know, in terms of, you know, we see the alternative for Germany. They are very hardline on climate change Um, really climate deniers when all of the, the yeah, exactly. When all when all the evidence points to this is happening. Um, so it's worrying. I don't know, maybe you're worried, Francisca, that, that they're getting a lot of votes uh, in parts of Germany. Yeah, I really don't understand <clears throat> the guys that voting, those people would just say we don't have climate, we don't, we are not in a climate crisis. But I think, sorry, but it's not normal that it's this warm like in June. And I, I, I don't understand it. Okay, so it's becoming a right-left issue here in Germany. That being said, where do you guys think things go from here. Are we going to see with this momentum from Fridays for Future, are we going to see real action being taken? Jen, let's start with you. Well, there's been a lot of movement, I think, in the past couple of months in Germany. You know, I think the coal commission, as you know, as I said, not everybody's happy with the end date for coal. Um, That's a good sign. Um, And I think that with this green surge, um, it's going to be difficult for politicians to ignore um, and the and the movement too, and and a lot of the people voting for the Greens are young people. So I think you know the the Christian Democrats and and the uh, social um, the SPD have to have to listen to that. You know, so Francisca, listening to that, is this really a turning point? Are your voices going to be heard now? I think um, they tried last few months. They just tried to ignore us, and I, I think now they can't. They can't ignore us anymore because we weren't on the streets. We were more than 300,000 people just in Germany. We're just going to the street. We're just fighting for our future. So I don't think that I can just ignore us after this votes, also after this European election. So I really hope that they will hear us now. And that's it for our first edition of Studio Berlin. Thank you, Jen. Jennifer Collins is a writer and reporter on climate and environment and Francisca Vessel from the Fridays for Future Movement. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm Sumi Somaskanda, and you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Studio Berlin, our new current affairs show right here on KCRW Berlin, 
Make sure to tune in next Saturday. Have a great weekend and goodbye.